Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino, joined by my producer. Wait for it. Wait for it. Get ready to get awkward. Travis Hansen. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, that was very, that was like, that was kind of sexy right there. <laughs> wow. That's his sexy voice. And on audio, Joe Madrid. I can't match a sexiness. What's up? What's up? Um, Joe's wearing a, obviously you can't see it, but Joe's wearing a Better Days Are Coming shirt. Is that a Hugo Boss? Yes. Or is it, it, this, is my it 20, this is my 2020 Hugo? shirt. Or, or is Hugo? It Hugo Boss. Hugo That's Boss. sexy. Yeah, Hugo. Um, my 2020 shirt. Better Days Are Coming. Better Days Are Coming. 2019. All right. Well, it was, it was a challenging year for some. Um, let's get into it. Wildcard weekend. It was a wild weekend. Uh, let's start with Sunday's games and obviously the play that everybody was talking about. And, and I, I don't know what is going on with new Orleans, but it feels like the universe, you know, sometimes it feels like the universe is working in your favor. It feels like the universe is not working in, in new Orleans favor right now with the saints, with the way that game ended. This is three years in a row. They lose. I think it's the treatment of Brett Favre in the bounty game. You, you feel like yep. this is all football karma. gods are coming this back. This is karma. Yeah, it still is, yeah. Back for they lose three years in a row on the last play, right? They the the Minnesota whatever miracle. miracle. Then they lose on a on a field goal in overtime after fifty-seven yarder. Obviously after the the miss no call DPI the yep. miss call, and now they 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 lose in overtime on a Kyle Rudolph touchdown. Or or was it? And and this was it was. I have never. I can't remember recent memory a a quieter ending to a football game to an exciting a, an exciting way a game ended. It was it was like funeral quiet. Well, it seemed weird to me. I was like, this is very anticlimactic. It doesn't seem like it was supposed to end. It's like something something's supposed to happen it's here. Just and, yeah. Like, could you imagine if the Saints had won that way, or if they were playing in Minnesota? It would have been it would have been mayhem. But it was so quiet, and and then it was kind of like everybody stopped for a second, and it was weird because now they're like, what what are they waiting for? And they obviously showed it because you could tell they showed it in the stadium first because people reacted, 
and then and then we started to show it on on our broadcast and they started to show the replays. Now look, in real time it didn't look like anything. From the angle, the the live shot, it didn't look like anything. It looked like okay, touchdown. He, you know, Rudolph just got behind the defender and that was it. And then you start to look at the replays and you go, "Wait a minute. This is there's something going on here." And it was funny because now everybody stops and it's overtime. There's no extra point. There's nothing. They're just waiting to see what's going to happen. Are they going to review it? Are they going to? And look, let's start with what happened. Rudolph extends his arms, clearly extends his arm into the into the defender. And I don't know what which defender it was. I can't think of his name right now, but into the chest of the defender, clearly creating space to make the catch. It's pass interference. Okay. It is offensive pass interference. But now we get into the question of, is it clear and obvious? Does it meet the standard it has to meet in replay? And I think it's just one of those plays, and I want to hear your guys' take on it. But to me, it's one of those plays where if the call is made on the field, it doesn't change. And the call is not made on the field, and it doesn't change. And that is, it just doesn't feel good. It just, it just, it feels unsatisfactory. Very much. It's yeah. To to me, it looked like there was some hand fighting going on, but there was there was a clear extension of the the arm. The elbow was completely locked, and there was separation from Rudolph. And then he goes up and makes the play. I I, I thought I thought for sure it should have been should have been. And, and here's what's happening. Here's what's happening in the replay booth and in New York. They're looking at it now. There wasn't a replay right away because obviously it's the game winning touchdown. You want to show that reaction. You want to show the celebration, the, the, the fans, the agony, all of that. And so what's happening is you're looking at the live shot. You're running it back, looking for, you know, it's a catch, you know, that's not the issue, but now you're right. looking at contact, which has been obviously an added element this year. And then the replays start to come up. You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time um, to to look at it because you know that that the game is in essence over. And there's people on the field. It's going to be tough to clear the field. So you've got to make a decision in maybe ten seconds. Am I going to stop this and create a formal review, or have I seen enough to say we're not going to change it? We're going to move on. And uh, and it's interesting that they decided that they weren't going to change it we're going to move on and and I don't know if cuz I go I go both I I see it from both sides I say okay you want to at least give people their 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 right their time in court right you want to at least give sure. them the process and say all right we we went through it they didn't think there was enough to change it at least we went through the process but by by opening up that door now you open up now all of the, the the debate and all the question and all the back and forth and are you saying by stopping the game you're you're almost you're almost saying that you think there's something there but not enough but not enough and that it just and it's the it's the biggest challenge with this rule is is again whatever they call in the field and so it takes me back to for 99 years we've been doing it one way right mm-hmm. we live with the call on the field right you know, and we move on. And now we're trying to now we're trying to adjudicate this in replay, and it's really tough. But it's just you know, and I know that Al Riveron did did uh did have there was a pool report, and Travis, you can read what what Al did say about it. Yeah, he said we looked at it, we looked at all the angles that Fox afforded us, and Fox gave us some good some great views. Oh, thanks, Al. 
<laughs> that there's contact by both players, but none of that contact rises to the level of a foul. This is consistent with what we've done all year long. We left the ruling on the field. We let it stand. Okay, the, the rules just shouldn't be there. Then it just needs to go. So, and and I think, and I just want to talk about Al's statement. I I think that the the last two sentences, I agree. This is consistent with what they've done for the most part, and and they let it stand. I don't agree. I think I think you could probably word that better because what he's saying is there's no foul, right? Now you, I think there's I a difference, yeah. and I think there's a difference between between saying there's no foul and or there was not enough to create the foul and replay. And I think that's where, at least that's where I would have went with it in the converse, in the, in the discussion. But obviously, because what they're saying is we didn't see a foul. And, and I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think it is a foul. Is it egregious? Is it flagrant? No, but it's just, it's so, like, you can't make it up. Like, you can't make it up. No. The Saints, if I would have told you, Joe, put, give me a line <laughs> on the Saints losing this game and a, and, a, and a questionable pass interference being involved on a, on a walk-off touchdown, what would have been the odds? I, like Buster Douglas, way more Tyson. I mean, it's so crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And maybe it is. Maybe Travis is right. Maybe it's karma for the, the, the whole bounty gate thing. I don't know. Could be. I just think that we've been talking about it all season long. If you're go- if, if it, the Enforce the rule. If it's P.I., call P.I., it's like it has to be a sep- different level of PI if it's on replay. Yeah. Well, if it's egregious, the refs are going to get it 99 out of 100 times. Got it. They missed one big one last year. But they're going to get all the egregious ones. If you're going to put put it in replay, start throwing the flags and make the, the players adjust. It, it is. It is. I think there's one of two ways you can go. You can either get rid of it altogether or you just say, we're going to reofficiate the play in replay. We're going to forget exactly. about we're going to forget about the call on the field and we're just going to reofficiate. That's what the colleges did with targeting. I don't mind that. We reofficiate the play and we just make a call. So I think that's 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 really to me those are the two likely the the most likeliest of paths that the, the Okay, so here's the question. If you're still head of officiating, do you want that flag thrown on the field? Yeah, I would want that flag thrown initially. Okay. I want I would want the officials to get it. But since it didn't get called, you wouldn't have reversed. You not have not based on where the standard has yeah. been. Not okay. based on where the standard has been. No, I agree with that. But and, but if we're if we're going to use replay to correct the officials' mistakes, why? Because you're saying you want it to be a foul. It's that's and that's the problem with reviewing these subjective calls because we can we can sit there and look at a look at a a. a receiver's foot touching the sideline and make the passes incomplete. That's that's not you can't dispute that. The foot was out of bounds. But when you're talking about subjective subjective calls like pass interference, yeah, there was contact. Was there enough contact to to significantly hinder the defender in this instance? It's 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 debatable and it's, just, to it's me, that subjective. Was, to me that was very borderline egregious. I mean he's he shoved the dude. It it seemed that way to me, and I as and, well. and I wanted Minnesota to win, but I, I look, it's, it's no, I know, I get it. Anyway. So let's go. There were a couple of plays earlier in the game that had people talking. There was, um, you know, first quarter, Thielen fumbles, New Orleans recovers. They had a review, but they missed a false start on the play, and that that goes back to you know, think about like sky judge concept and whatever is that. Are we going to officiate that from replay and say, well, they missed the false start. Let's void out the entire play. Sometimes we just have to live with the officials call and they're going to miss some. They don't miss a lot, 
but they are going to miss some. And sometimes we just have to deal with it. But obviously, when you say that, it makes me instantly think of when the play clock is running out and it goes to zero, and then you see the ball snapped. Like, are then they going to shut that down if they had a yeah? A that's sky the judge? thing. Like we 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 talked about that. It's not a shot clock like in basketball. Right. It's not an exact. You know, the moment the clock is, expires, it's over. You know, the the back judge has to see the clock expire, look down if the ball is being snapped at that point. There's no foul. So. Um, it's impossible if we want to get, if we want to officiate this game to that degree, I think people, I think we're going to, people are going to see that it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And that, you know, goes back to, and, and there was a blindside block called on a, on a New Orleans punt return. And, uh, and, you know, and I think the blindside block, and we'll get into it when we talk about Buffalo Houston, I thought this was based on the rule. This was more of what the rule is intended to get out that mm-hmm. type of blowout, blow up block. And uh, and the and the the player led with the with the shoulder made and made contact forcible contact it 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 occurred it, it occurred during the kick so it was properly enforced it's enforced from the end of the kick but um, then they had a they they did a nice job with a helmet foul they they had a flag down for uh, initiating contact with the helmet they they got together and picked that up I really feel like replay was involved in that and and that happens from time to time where the officials throw a flag they get together they talk about it and replay can see a re, uh, you know an angle and they say hey it's not a foul pick it up and and that happens. I think that's that kind of sky judge concept that that happens from time to time. And then there was the 10-second runoff deal at the end of the game, which was interesting because the Saints had a timeout left. And now you have they they complete a pass, the clock is running. Now they have to make a decision. Do we run up to the line and spike? Or do we take a timeout, use our last timeout, and what they chose to do, which which I get it. I get the logic. I think they're playing for overtime, it seems. Play well, they're playing for overtime, but they're playing for, you know, let's let's get the clock stopped right. and then keep our timeout. But the the risk there is what happened. There was some confusion. They didn't get lined up. Not all 11 got set. So that's an illegal shift. But with the clock running inside two minutes, it becomes a false start. Because, again, the theory is – you snap the ball before you were entitled to. You can serve time. We're going to take time off the clock now. So there was a runoff. Saints had an option. Defense could have declined the runoff. They're not going to do it in that situation. Mm-hmm. Saints had an option to either take a timeout or take the runoff. They took the runoff. So the clock went from 21 to 11. And then they're going to wind the clock on the ready for play. They end up throwing an incomplete pass. They kicked the field goal. They had the they kept the timeout in their pocket. But it's just it's an interesting situation. And we talk about those 10 second runoffs and why that rule is in place. And then, and then, and then to me, and I, and I do like, I want to get your guys thoughts on this. Like people, again, anytime, especially in a, in a playoff game, we saw it last year with the FC championship game. Anytime the, the team that wins the toss gets the football in overtime and goes down and scores a touchdown, people complain about the rule. Every time. Every time. Oh, people I want say, to see college we, overtime we, we rules. Got, always we say. got robbed from seeing Drew Brees get the football. And look, I get it. I, I understand the desire to say, okay, let's let's match, you know, give them an opportunity, but they they have an opportunity, right? And and when you think about overtime, and this is my, in my experience with the NFL, and this was always the conversation we talked about overtime. The the main purpose of, of overtime is we want to decide a winner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Right, postseason overtime is different than regular season overtime. Regular season overtime, ten minute period. It's over at the end of 10 minutes. If the score is tied, it's tied. Whatever the score is, even if the even if the second team didn't get a possession and the first team kicks a field goal, it's over. In postseason, we start a new game. 
Same rules in terms of each team having to have a possession if there's not a score, a touchdown, or safety on the opening on the opening possession. But we play a new game. So we're going to decide a winner. So that's what it does. The second thing overtime has to do is, is maintain all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Mm-hmm. That's what the NFL overtime does. The third thing that... I feel is really important to an overtime system and and a lot of people around the NFL that's why we have this rule is maintain an element of sudden death. I love that too. The game can end at any time. Okay? The college and I like college overtime. It's not it's exciting, but it's not sudden death. The, no, you can the go, game cannot use the restroom and while the first team has the, ga- the ball. The and game come back cannot and watch end on yeah. any play. Right in NFL, the game can end on any play, and that those are the three things that I think the NFL overtime keeps. It keeps college overtime. You don't special teams are out, right? You're getting the ball at the twenty five. You're going. Yeah, you can. You can. You have the the field goal part, but there's no return game. There's there's none of that kickoff. No opportunity punts. for punts. Yeah, yeah, it's out and. To me, that's what makes the NFL overtime, and you have an opportunity to stop. If you're going to allow, how many drives, how many scoring drives are there during a game? Percentages tell me that that if they win the toss, right, they're going to get stopped. They're on uh, the, yeah. the odds are on my side on defense. Yeah, because because less than I don't know how many percentage of of, of drives end in t- touchdowns, but you have five touchdowns a game. Right. Right. So so. Odds are on defense, I'm going to stop you and get the football and and maybe have better field position. So you're going to play defense. And to me, I like the NFL overtime rule. I don't I don't want them to change it. I get people being upset that Breeze didn't get the football, but it is what it is. Play defense. I like it. I love the sudden death. You cannot you cannot get away from the TV. You can't, and that's that's what makes it exciting. I agree. You agree? I'm. I just. I mean, I think it could be a little bit better, but. I mean, your points are pretty valid. Oh, thanks. But John. yeah, play defense. Play, play defense, de- Saints. Play defense. I am. I'm, I'm. Look, I get it. It's but. not even that you're. You have a. You're going against a. a, a stout offense. You know they could. Hey, Kirk him. Cousins, man. This is his. This is the his seminal moment. This is. This is. Forget about when he was with Washington, and you like that. That that's not. And and all the no, Monday Night Football. This is you like that. You like this that. is this is when he should be. You liking that? Not right, right. not not back then that was a huge upset and, and the other part of that rudolph touchdown is it was thrown by kirk cousins so it's almost like it was a dream a a, a, a haze a purple haze if it's, you will was over the stadium and it didn't seem like it was real it's unbelievable it's unbelievable let's let's transition to the other game on sunday seattle philly not there wasn't a ton from this game but still not without controversy carson wentz hit early first quarter um Jadavian Clowney out for the game. Now you're playing with Josh McDowell. Nothing against Josh McDowell, but I'm pretty sure Eagles and Eagles fans would want Carson in there in in the playoff game. Um, I think he was working for ESPN at the beginning of the year. It's yeah. I mean, this guy has stuck around. <laughs> I mean, this guy is like. Did you see, he's the oldest player to make his debut in the playoffs. He's like forty. Unbelievable, and he's played for how how many yeah. teams? Ten teams or something ridiculous. Anyways, to the to the to the point though is that look. To me, this was a foul. I I, th- I just think the officials missed it. I really do. I thought, look, Wentz is a runner. He's not defenseless. He's he's trying to go down. He goes down head first. He's not sliding to give himself up. He's going down head first. So he's not going to get defenseless player protection. But to me, Clowney clearly lowered his head. 
and initiated forcible contact with the helmet. That's the use of helmet rule. I thought it was even close to your traditional spear with the very top of the helmet. Right. But it, it to me, it was a foul. Um, it it kind of begs the question, look, whether the officials call it or not is not going to change the fact that Wentz was out for the game. Right. So, so do you then need to start talking about the college targeting rule? Yeah, and college Connie's gone for the game, right? If yeah. they, they, they go into the booth. If they or... deem that targeting, yeah, he's gone for the game. And so it just I, – I don't think this play or I don't think the NFL should go there, but I do think this will generate that type of discussion because I remember having discussions. There were clubs – when there was a play that the player was injured and it was deemed illegal and they were going to either fine or suspend that player, there were some clubs that said, hey, he should that player that, that hurt our player, he should be out as long as our injured player was. You know, that type of deal, which is, it's tough. That's tough to, to manage and tough to, you know, do you, if it's your, you know, third string wide receiver, do you just put him on IR and it's there, you know, JJ right. Watt, he's out for the year. But it's just there could be like a max amount. Yeah. Of I, I just think it did it did at least pop up for me that that he's out. Wentz is out of the game regardless of whether the call is made. There's no right. nothing bringing him back if he's deemed out for the game. It's just, you know, do you then have to think about ejections? And not that I didn't think it was I didn't think it was malicious or dirty per se. I just did think I thought it was a foul. I really did. And I was surprised that that they didn't get the call. I know they had a pool report and they mentioned that, that the contact was incidental. Um, and and I, I I mean I disagree with that in because you basically what you're saying is is that it's not a foul and and if it were me I, you know I would I would I would probably lean toward look in the officials view in real time they deemed the contact was incidental we're going to look at it review it with all available resources and and make a determination and let let the clubs know you know what 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 our ultimate decision is so I think Wentz needs to learn how to slide yeah I mean, there's a lot of people you saw him get hurt on this a couple of years ago no question. And and I think look, he's he's still he's a young quarterback still and I think we got a lot of good young quarterbacks in this league that you know the guy that impressed me um you know about the guy that that I watched this year that he knows when to get down cuz he runs a lot is Kyler Murray. And I mean yeah. Kyler Murray knows, you know, he's a baseball player and 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 he Russell Wilson does Russell the same Wilson thing. Russell Wilson does cuz does a nice job. You look at some guys Aaron Rodgers, you know, been around and and uh so it's it's good. Um, Live to see another down. That's the, that's the rule of that's the slide, such, man. Such a Travis wow. to say. On that note, let's go to break <laughs> with a Travis <laughs> All right, we come back. We'll break down the other games from Saturday. A lot to talk about in Buffalo, Houston. And is this the end of the dynasty in New England? Next on Good Calls. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. 
so show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. All right, we're back on Good Calls. We talked Sunday already. Let's go back in time and talk Saturday. Buffalo, Houston, or Houston. Houston. This game was crazy. This game was insane and I want to know like in the 30 for 30 about Josh Allen in 20 years whenever it is this game is going to be like what what whatever what was he on in this what was he thinking well the, the one play that stands out to me was the one he pitched yeah, like, yeah he's going that. down like that's like dude that's you like can't the do last that. play of the game pitch yeah and they were driving he, they he was, were driving that would have been a first down where he had the ball and already he, and he Hits the ball. And luckily, <laughs> luckily and it went they, out of it bounds. Could not have, it could not have worked out better for the stupidity. But it's like, I get it. Like, he's young and he's trying to make a play. But that's just because it went backward. Okay. And then the bat, smart play, they batted it backward out of bounds because that would have been a foul. Right. There would have been a runoff. It would have been in. That was crazy. But he's going to be like, he's. He's got all the tools. I mean, yeah. he's got he knows a how to cannon. slide too. We talked about Wentz not sliding. He, he can he, slide. He can slide. He can run. But he was just. I mean, but this game had a little bit of everything and some things that that we probably haven't seen. So there was a pass interference review early. Texans. Um, they wanted pass interference. I think it was DeAndre Hopkins that that there was some contact early, and uh, but not enough to create the foul and replay. But really, the the one play that I think I had not seen it was it's the it's the opening kickoff of the third quarter of the second half. Lisa Salters is doing her her uh, her on air, um, whatever we want to call it, and it's like a it's like a nothing touchback, and all of a sudden the officials are ruling touchdown. And I thought Tessator, I thought he was going to jump out of it. And the, he well, that's was how he screaming. is on every call. He was screaming. They were, he, they're going to make this a touchdown, right? And what did Kareni do and what should he have done? 
<laughs> so, okay. So the rule says, and look, I get it. The rule says the, the player gives himself up by taking a knee or sliding or going to the ground and making no immediate attempt to advance. He didn't do any of those things. But you, you've seen, I've seen this before. So the player, the returner, um, he, I think Carter, he, he gives the, he puts both arms out. He extends both arms. That's a signal to his, his blockers that I'm not bringing the ball out. So, so that, that saves, that's a signal that teams use to save on those collisions. Look, mm. not bringing it out. Don't try relax, to engage. Don't the block. try to engage. Yeah. Don't, don't, let's not risk anything. He does that. He catches the ball. He takes a couple of steps and he's clearly not trying to advance it. And he flips the ball to the referee, to Karenny. Now, Karenny just, Karenny wanted no part of it. It was like hot potato. Karenny's like, nope, I'm, nope, not going to touch me. Ball hits the ground. Buffalo falls on it and they signal touchdown. And it was interesting because, you know, John Parry, who's on ESPN, former referee, did a nice job talking about common sense. And, and this is something that we've seen. And the, the runner's clearly not trying to advance the football. And the alternate officials actually got in. And this is something alternate officials can do. You only have alternates. We talked about it last week for the postseason. There's actually four. Used to be three for the, for the first three rounds, wildcard divisional championship. Used to be three. Now it's four. In their new CBA, they negotiated a fourth alternate official. And so those officials are on the sideline. You'll see them coming up in the games on Saturday and Sunday. And they're wearing they're wearing an official's uniform, but they're wearing a black jacket. So there's I think it was Kemp, right? On that yeah, game? Alex Kemp, Mark Steinkirchner yeah. was another one. And so they can't they don't have flag responsibility. They can't throw a flag. But they can get involved in it in something administrative. They can get involved in the clock. And this was certainly something administrative. They came in, they immediately had a discussion, and they ultimately decided the right thing. And this was a touchback. Because even, even if you make it a live ball, by rule, it can't be a touchdown because he actually threw a forward pass. You can't throw a, f- a forward pass. That would be an illegal forward pass, not from scrimmage. I didn't and, even think uh, of that. That's yeah, it's, interesting. it's an illegal forward pass. Yeah. As soon as the ball hits the ground, it's dead. And uh. it's actually, it's a foul in their own end zone. It's Touch, safety, safety, yeah. safety not, a, not a touchdown. So it could have never been a touchdown. The best Buffalo could have done was gotten a safety out of it. But again, common sense. And this is one of the points I want to make about if if we want the la- the language in the rule book to to be explicit on every potential situation that could come up, the rules, the rule book would be a thousand pages. This kind of reminded me of the DAC thing and what was assumed and what actually happened. Like that's kind of like, yeah. Which the DAC, the, the DAC, the, the coin flip where the he, coin he flip. meant to yeah. say defer, but he didn't. Yeah. This guy meant to. You know, I think take you have to give some. You, again, not every situation. I, I think sometimes you can't. If if a player is going to do something stupid, sometimes you can't save them. But I think common sense and you allow the officials discretion in certain situations because you can't write out every potential thing. The rule book is already, and we're going to talk about the, the Tennessee New England game and how the rule is going to change because of what happened in that game and, and, and others Close previously. Close the loophole. But they got together and they, they got it right. It's a touchback. Now watch, watch what's going to happen. The language in the book is going, they're going to add something to say if a player, you know, makes no obvious attempt to advance the ball, regardless of taking a knee or anything, they're going to, they're going to at the official's discretion, whatever it is. So I guarantee you there will be some language added to the book, not, not a rule change, but an edit that will cover this situation. And so the rule book goes from six, 
673,452 words to 453 <laughs> words. But anyway, um, so that happens. Then then you have the the play, the Beasley play at near the end of the fourth quarter was crazy because it was you weren't sure what was ruled on the field because they didn't change the down marker. It still said fourth down, but they actually ruled first down. Um, Buffalo was out of timeouts, and they ruled Beasley caught the ball. He was on a knee. He dove, and it was close initially, so I get them stopping it. Karenny comes out and says the ruling on the field of a first down is, is stands, and and we move on. And there was a lot of discussion. Well, was he short? He actually wasn't short. He Beasley caught the ball. His knee hit the ground prior to contact, and then his knee came off the ground. Then the defender contacted him, and then he lunged forward. So he did get to the line again. It was just an interesting play because it, it had a lot of people talking. But then I think the play, other than the kickoff play, I think the play that had everybody talking was the blindside block. And this was in overtime. The Bills, um, both teams have had a possession for the for you possession people. Both teams had a possession. <laughs> so, um, but the the Bills were in. They were in Texan territory. It was a. Second down play, Allen Allen ran to the Texans' 38-yard line. So at that point, if they didn't gain another yard, it would have been a 56-yard try. Joe knows he can he can make that. He's no easy, 56. Half that. No problem. Planes. Half that. So and but we had a blindside block on Cody Ford. And 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 I think there were a couple, you know, this play got a lot of attention. And and Travis, you can read. I know Terry McCauley chimed in, Pereira chimed in, and what what were their takes on it? Yeah, McCauley said the player is blocking toward his own end line, but the very subjective question would be, does he make forcible contact with the shoulder? And then he said, based on what I've seen called and not called this year, I would have to say it is not. So McCauley didn't go so far to say that it it clearly wasn't a foul. He went more of the path of what we've seen called and not called this year, right? But Pereira had a little bit of a stronger take. Yeah, he said, I think the call is incorrect. He doesn't lead with his shoulder or head. He pushes him. It is a bad call. Bad rule. Bad um, rule, sorry. So I, I I, disagree with Mike on that on that take. I think that, look, I I think if you look at the rule – this it's it's impossible to look at the rule, the language in the book and say and say this is clearly an incorrect call. You can't because he's moving back toward his own goal line. He does lead with the shoulder. He extends the arms afterward. And so technically, by by the definition letter of the law, you can't say it's incorrect. Now, I don't think this is the intent of the rule change. I think the rule change was put in to get rid of the blow up block, to get right. rid of the D, the D cleater, the the change of direction play, the play where the receiver's peeling back on the defender and the defender can't protect himself. Or the, the quarterback the, throws an interception then the, gets the blown up. The return play. By yeah, a, by the return play. The the kick return, the punt return, that's what the rule was put in. So it's not a bad rule. I just don't think this is the intent of the rule when you have an offensive lineman who really did not have a – it wasn't like he had this long run and lined this guy up. He was on the ground. He had just cut somebody. He got up. He took a couple of steps and just tried to get his body between the defender and Allen. And you see that from time to time. I don't like the call. I don't think it's the intent of the rule. And I think it's more of just a tweak to the rule 
in terms of saying maybe it doesn't apply in close line play. This was just outside the mm-hmm. tackle box. So you'd have to look at the language and say, this is, you know, is this a call we want? Is this 15 yards? Is this a player safety issue? And, uh, and then fashion the language to to carve out an exception. I hate exceptions. Again, I just talked about the rule book getting longer and, and more complicated. This would do that, but I just feel like the intent of the rule was not this block. And yeah. and, and it ends up being a big who knows. Look, I, if if they don't gain another yard, are they even like Hauschka's been lights out? But are they even attempting a fifty a fifty six yarder in that situation? Maybe, but there's risk there. Who knows? Who knows what would happen? Right. Third down, they don't get any. They got a punt, and they obviously end up losing the game. But but it 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 was a, a you know it's a big call in the game, and I think it's a larger discussion about the rule itself. Um, let's go to New England, Tennessee, New England, and. And this was not a lot in terms of officiating, but what we did see, and if I, man, this is, so you have Mike Vrabel who played for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick did this against the Jets this year. Vrabel actually did it against the Texans in week 17. This is a situation where you're outside five minutes of the fourth quarter. So think about this. Here's the rule. After a foul, whether that foul is accepted or declined, All right, the clock goes to wherever it was. If the foul was the only thing that stopped the clock, right? You have a running clock. There's 14 minutes to go in the first quarter. We have a hold. The hold is enforced, and then the clock will wind on the ready. Okay, that's how it works. Inside of two minutes of the second quarter and inside five minutes of the fourth quarter, after a foul, penalty accepted or declined, the clock always goes on the snap. Unless we're inside two minutes and there's a a 10-second runoff potential. There is a defensive foul, defensive foul that prevents the snap with the clock running inside two minutes. That would be a wind situation. So we're outside five minutes. Tennessee's ahead. They're going to punt. So what do they do? Clock is running. They take a delay. 25 on the play clock. They run 25. They fall start. Right, we saw this. Now they were warned after that that the next one would be unsportsmanlike conduct. Belichick was upset, and I think Bill was was just wanted to make sure that they understood because they did it to him when when he when he um, did it against the Jets that it was going to be unsportsmanlike if they did it a third time. He didn't do it a third time. But the problem with this, and it's smart, it's smart within the current construct of the rule. But the problem with this is. We had at the at the end at the end of the of the third down play, okay, I think there was six thirty six on the clock. And and yeah, at the end of the play though, right? I think there was six thirty six on the clock. The fourth down snap takes place at four fifty one. Okay. I went back and watched it. That's that's a minute forty five seconds of game clock with no football. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That you can't smart for the team. And there's some totally risk smart. there. There's some risk there too. Oh, they're only up one. So it could have backfired. New England could have taken the lead and then they need that time back. So right. I don't love it up one. It ended up working out because they kept the lead. But you know, up by up that's up by two scores. Forget it. That's perfect. But a minute forty five of game clock with no football in the most ex- most exciting, critical part of the game, that's not good for the game. And and I think there's there's a couple things that have to be looked at. You know, do you give do you, you know do you give the after the second foul is it automatically on the snap? Do you give the offended team the option to go on the snap? There's things that you could do. 
um, to uh, to prevent that. Uh, the current rule does say if you take two delay games in a row, it would be unsportsmanlike. Obviously, they circumvented that by going delay game false start. It was just interesting to see Vrabel do it to the t- you know the pupil doing it to the teacher, right? And uh, and and it was just interesting to see that because that's something obviously New England had done prior in the year. And and the only other thing that that came up, you had mentioned Travis about the the illegal formation late in the game. Tennessee's trying to run out the clock and and they get called for an illegal formation, and that's a big penalty because we were inside five minutes. That's a timeout. That penalty, whether they accept it or decline it. It's a timeout. It was a good call because 77, the left tackle, was uncovered, and they end up with um, no no eligible player on the line outside of the tackle, so you can't have a tackle on the end of the line unless he reports. So it was a good call. But, you know, the bigger question, non-officiating related, is this the end of the – is this the end of the dynasty? Have we seen – have we seen the last – is Tom Brady going to retire? And I, I think th- No. And I think we all agree, no. I, knowing knowing what I know of Tom Brady, he's not going out like that. No, not with a pick six as six as his last as his last, no as his last pass. This, no he's way. not going out like that. Will he play for the Pats? Will he play for the Pats? I don't know. I think that's 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 the less definitive, you know, uh, answer. I, I don't know, you know, because obviously he's an unrestricted free agent. They can't franchise him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, There's I, been reports from Glazer saying he's not going to take the hometown discount this time around. This is essentially his last contract he's going to get. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, you know, I think back to, like, remember, and I think and I think Tom is playing at a higher level, but I think back when Derek Jeter left the Yankees, there was, you know, that that last contract, there, there were some hard feelings because Jeter wasn't the player that he once was, and he wasn't going to give him a hometown discount either. Reminds me of the Kobe, and his, his last Kobe contract. Kobe, too, you know. This is Kobe Jr. over here, Joe. You know the first time Keep I Kobe met Joe? Out of it. Keep Kobe no, out Kobe, of it. No, Kobe, Kobe Keep put him that out of it. franchise in a bad position. Stop. Got wow. Mitch Kupchak fired years later. Wow. I just said Have we ever talked this. about the first time I met Joe, oh, how he geez. was wearing a full Lakers jersey? Kobe, <laughs> no. Kobe jersey. Full, not, not jersey, uniform. Uniform. The shorts. shorts shoes. That, and the headband. <laughs> And the headband. Talk about douchebag. Kobe didn't wear a headband, though. This, T- tell them what day it was, though. It was game seven of the finals against the Celtics. Yes, Lakers-Celtics game I don't seven. Care you don't care if it was once in a lifetime. I don't care if it was. There's no justification for a grown man wearing the entire uniform. <laughs> I don't care what game it was. Game seven, Lakers-Celtics. It's, you it, go and that balls always, That brings me to the question of. How come you didn't have goggles on? You know what on? bothers me? You know what bothers me? I know we're going off subject here, but the, the, the bicyclists that wear the full-on gear, oh. like. They're on that, like they're part of the team. The, Peloton. the yellow jersey. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're everywhere, the, around they're here. The, everywhere around here. And they're the equivalent of the guys showing up to play pickup basketball in the full uniform. Like in the full uniform with the powder and doing the LeBron. Like who? I don't get it. Go bike riding. Why do you have to wear? You're not. Look, Pennzoil isn't or whoever. They're not promoting right. you. They're not sponsoring you. Paid you paid for that. You paid for that. Or whatever you call those yeah. things. This is <laughs> the best is when it's the dude who's like super out of shape and it's just He's <laughs> in it though. Like I I can appreciate them going out. I can appreciate them I am all for it. Oh, I, I, I can't like, stand them. It's just I don't Sorry. It's like imagine, Sorry, guys. They're Especially just, when you're driving they, on the PCH yeah, they take and there's no all the traffic. They, they take up the, when they're in the lane. You know oh what it is? Oh, my gosh. All you cyclists out there, you oh. you got to pick. You're either going to be a bike or and you're going to yes, be a car. You can't be both. You can't be both. Don't you do can't a run be, and stop sign the line. And then... A hundred percent. You can't be both. If you're going to be a Blow car, the whistle, it's a rule. Whistle. Thank you. <laughs> if you're going to be a car, 
You got to stop when cars yes. stop. You have to, you can't, I see them too much. Oh, I'm a car. I have the right of the lane. And then they and then go right the through the stop sign. Yeah, they definitely the always go through stop the stop sign. sign. Lights. No, you can't have it both ways. Should we get back to Brady here? You can't <laughs> have it both ways. Brady's coming back. I'm not sure it's going to be with the pay. Who would be a good Chargers? People are, yeah, so it's Rivers all speculation. Retires, it's yeah. all speculation. Right. Right? I heard, I heard Indy. Indy. Yeah. The Bears, you know, I mean, these are teams. Who knows? But anyway, I, we have Tom Brady's not retiring. But no anyway, chance. Anyway. All right, let's uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk. We'll talk a little XFL. We'll talk yeah, a little, a little C- news. CFP, and uh, and we'll talk about Joe's choice of attire on Rodeo Drive oh, next wow. on Good Calls. <laughs> What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. What's All so right. funny? <laughs> it's the last segment. What do you think? You know I ain't it. cutting this, so what's your problem? We're back <laughs> on Good Calls. I don't know. I just had a thought. Um... J- Joe, Joe, we're Joe. going right into this. Let's let's go. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I just I I don't know. I I just had this this thought of Joe in Beverly Hills. We went 
um, went watch shopping and he had to drop off a watch to get some service. And we went watch shopping in Beverly Hills and he was wearing, he shows up wearing this like, well, like I showed up in Santa Monica velvet jumpsuit. <laughs> it's velour. Okay. Velour jumpsuit. Full head to toe velour jumpsuit with these glasses, these sunglasses. I I don't know what you were going for. What was the look? But it was like I saw the video. Did anyone post that? It, no. It was we I, we should post it. It was it was like Night at the Roxbury. It was <laughs> you know I got a lot of compliments on that. I who are you hanging out with that you're getting compliments? People who know fashion. I clearly Doctor Pepper shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a Dr. Pepper shirt. Yeah, because I'm sitting in my own home and relaxing doing the podcast. Dude, that's a nice sweatsuit. It, it is. It's very nice. I, I loved it. It was soft, right? It was very soft. It looked very comfortable. It was Hugo Boss. Yeah, again, Hugo Boss. Okay. So <laughs> maybe I anyway, should get, and I think we Travis, should get a sponsorship. I did send Hugo Boss. Yeah. You sent me keep, the video. Keep trying. I sent Travis the video of Joe walking down Rodeo, Rodeo Drive. Yeah. yeah, Dean followed me around like I'm like yeah, paparazzi. Like he, was, like he was a celebrity, and I was following him around. Well, you have like, to be oh, a celebrity to wear something that here bad. Here he is. That's what I said. Like here, <laughs> like well, what level? Like like D, D level. I, I think that you actually moved me up yeah. that day. Remember you? Yeah, we were on Rodeo, and he moved I did me up move to him up. I moved him up to a D because of the you outfit. Acknowledged by a and celebrity, was, is that make you a D? He was watch shopping on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. So I'm like, you, you're now a D list celebrity. Gosh, I need to come out with you guys. That's what I was saying. I, I got FOMO not being out with you. Guys. I got to change that on my Instagram. D level, D level. He did. Yeah. So over uh, over the weekend, he also. Uh... Sorry. We cut that. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting. Where we talked about no cutting. What do you? What's the question? What's the question? Charles? XFL. Dean. Oh, News. XFL. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because it's not. I mean, I've been working consulting with the XFL for a while now, and and helping them develop their rules and putting together an officiating staff. And they did just, you know, they they're making more announcements as the season's coming up. And I know Pro Football Talk put out a, a, a you know a post about it. And uh, yeah, so I've just you know I'm I'm the head of the officiating. Um, basically helping them put together the staff, the rules, and it's going to be, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about just being a part of that. And, and I think there's going to be some, um, some really interesting and, and innovative ways to, you know, looking at the rules and the game and, and the pace. And I think you're going to see, you know, there's going to be kickoffs are going to look different. I think overtime is going to be different. You know, you're going to have, um, tries. So the kickoff is going to be, the kickoff is going to be, you're going to have 10 players of the kicking team stationary at the plus 35. So at the return team's 35 yard line, and then 10 team, 10 players from the return team at the 30. So they're five yards apart and you have a kicker deep and you have a returner deep and the kicker kicks off and the, the, the 20 players, the blockers and the coverage team, they can't leave the restraining line until the ball is either touched or if it hits the ground after three seconds. That's going to be cool. And so I think, it, you know, the idea is to eliminate some of those high-speed collisions and those high-velocity velocity collisions and make it more like a scrimmage play and close proximity blocking. And uh, and so overtime, I think, is going to be really cool where you're going to have – it's kind of going to be like a soccer, um, you know, uh, kicks, and, and, and it's going to be, you know – Right now, either end of the field, and you're going to have each team's going to have five tries from the five yard line. Each try was worth two points, and you go one on one side, one on the other, and 
whoever scores the most points in five wins. And uh, and if you keep if you if you're tied after five, you go one for one. And uh, and so it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be exciting. And then and then I think from a scoring perspective, it's going to be interesting with the wait, wait, wait. So hold on. So each team gets five plays from their five yard line. That's overtime from yeah. the opponent's five yard line. So it goes. I get five. You get five. Or it goes one 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 one. one, one, one. So they're both lined up. So you got the defense on one side. The yeah. Offense. Oh, that's yeah. cool. How are you going to place the officials on that? Well, that that's the challenge. And I think we're going to have. So you'll have four officials. There's eight total for the normal game. You'll have four on each side, and you'll also have the replay official that can help out. Um. Still looking at at their training camps coming up in Houston, and uh, they're going to have some preseason Getting games. Better. And and I know Houston, and uh, we're going to try some different things. So it's just really cool to be a part of that process to say, you know what, let's let's see how this works, or let's do. And the goal is the goal is going to be pace of play and keep the game moving. It's twenty five second play clock with a ball spotter, so eight officials, and then just one dedicated ball spotter that's going to put the ball down, wind the clock. And uh, and the other thing that I think is cool is going to be the tries. And they're going to have a one-point try, a two-point try, and a, wait for it, a three-point try. Nice. Three-point try. One, one, you get one if you go from the two-yard line. You get two if you go from the five-yard line. You get three if you go from the 10-yard line. So the nine-point game is no longer a two-score game. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the coaches do that. And, uh, and, and how they, how they, you know, do they always go for two from the five? Do they, you know, when, when that, when will that three point try? I think that's going to have a, you know, be interesting from a gambling perspective too, with the scoring. It's going to be tough to, for the odds makers. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's just a different, it's just a different deal. And these are all, there's no PAT. These are all tries. There's no kick tries. It's all, it's all. So it's one from the, how far? Tell tell us again. One from the one. From the two. Oh, the two. Two, two from the five. Uh-huh. Three from the ten. That's Ooh. cool. That'll be fun. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, you know. So you just, like, signal to the official then, like, you yeah, want to go one, they, two, three, they like, elect, so they know. Okay, we're going one, two, or three. They put them all down, and we go. And uh, and so I think that's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun to see how it, how it all plays out. I, nobody, why go for one? There's never a reason to go for one. I don't, Take the extra three yards. I, I don't think the only, yeah, I think most teams, at least you look at, I think most teams will probably go for two. And they'll only go for three unless they need it. If it makes sense score wise, yeah. uh, one I, I can't probably if the game one tied. if the game is tied. Yeah. I think maybe you go for one. It, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it how it plays. What out. if there's a pick uh, interception and then return for is that two? Whatever or whatever they were offense was going for, they can get that. The defense gets oh, that's that. cool. And, and then it, what about aren't they um, putting ropes around the field? Oh, Joe, that was <laughs> awful. That was awful. Come on, that was good. That that was that. It was a wrestling. Aren't they putting? Joke. Rope? No, I get it. <laughs> it I get it. Just, rope, I, a rope around the field. It, oh, yeah, there you go. Boy, that, uh, oh, have, I Travis, I would expect SWG <laughs> to come up with that, but yeah. no, there would be no ropes on the field. Let's uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the the college football championship game. Travis is Travis. Who's going to win? I actually think LSU's going to win. Oh, I do. You've <laughs> been on Clemson no, all year. You can't stop now. No, no, You're I, so I know, committed. I know. I, I know. I am. And and I wish I wish I could say that I think Clemson's going to win. I just think LSU's a better team. But I do like that they're in there and they get to you know at least defend their their title. You do like that. Yeah. You like the fact yeah. that the, I like the, that they're there. The, that everything's right. Whoever well, won the earned champion, it. So congratulations. Whoever won the championship. Gets to defend their title. Yeah. So why not? What? Don't play the season. If you're still just undefeated, team, for sure. No, no, no. Go. If you're undefeated and you've won it, like you should, you should have been the number one seed. Still. All right. 
so Clemson, uh, LSU. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great game. I, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, you know the game being in New Orleans with LSU. Home I would game. imagine it would be a, a very pro LSU crowd. But it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I think. I, I like LSU, but I don't think you can count out Clemson just because of I, I think Trevor Lawrence is is I mean I think he I think he stepped up big time against Ohio State and I think that he could he could do it again. Yeah, but, that long touchdown run he at any moment could could score from anywhere. Yeah, it's incredible. I, think, I just hope it's going to be a, a good close. That's going to be New Orleans going to be crazy that week. It'll be it'll be nuts. Um, let's uh, you know I do want to talk about uh, who do you guys think is going to win the game. I think LSU's LSU. Going. Yeah. I think LSU's. Going I think they win. cover too. Five and a half spread. Um, so the Golden Globes were Sunday, and there was a lot of I don't know if you guys saw on social media about yeah, Ricky, Gervais, Ricky Gervais and his monologue, and how a lot of controversial and, things you know. And he say. says, and and I look, I I've always been a fan because I think Ricky Gervais just doesn't give an f right, and he just says what's on. And if you, you and he giggles and has you a drink may of not, beer, yeah, great. you may not. Like him or, or or hate him, you can't you can't deny the guy is talented. You look at, I mean, he, the, office, the Office. You look at the, all the shows, all the things that he's done. Um, I mean, there's just go and watch. It was the, the show was called Life Is Short on, oh, on that was, HBO. It was great. And and he had these shows, him and Stephen Merchant, and they didn't last very long on HBO, but they were so good. And there's a scene, just go, just YouTube it, where where. This is about this is about um, Warwick. Uh, I can't think of his last name, but War- Warwick. He's an he's an actor. He's a little person, and he's been in Harry Potter. He was in Return of the Jedi, and it's about his life as a as a actor. And he's yeah. So so Warwick Davis. So he's um, and he's friends with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant on the show. And there's a scene where he goes to their office and Liam Neeson shows up and Liam Neeson wants to do comedy. And it is one of the funniest scenes you will ever see. It's one of the best written scenes with Liam Neeson. Just YouTube it, trust me, and watch Liam Neeson on Life is Short. Life's talking. too short. Life's too short, right. Life's too short. Um, and trust me, I can't get into it, but trust me, just watch it. So... Ricky Gervais, like, love him, hate him. And so he said a lot of controversial things. And then, like, like my mom is, like, on Facebook, and she's, like, arguing with people <laughs> about he was the best part of the show and and Hollywood, all these, these like, liberal Hollywood people that, that they're so offended. And I'm like, Mom, what do you – and it's just, like, that's how I grew up. And my dad was, like, the same. Like, they didn't – they just there was no PCness. They just made fun of ever. And my mom's like an immigrant. Like my mom came here when she was seventeen. Like didn't speak English. Like cried herself to sleep for six months because she was upset. My grandfather took them away from Italy, and like so she should be embracing, you know, all of this. And my mom's like on Facebook, like arguing with people about how Ricky Gervais was the best part of the Golden Globes. So I love that people are still arguing on Facebook. That was like a thing. Like 10 years ago. Well, arguing on Facebook, we have the president of the United States using Twitter as the way of notifying. All right, we can't talk about that. <laughs> politics. We're politics. not going to get into it. Let's, <laughs> let's go brain of Blandino. What do you got, All Joe? Right. All right. Brain of Blandino. Here we go. 
Every movie that has bowling in it is good. Big Lebowski, Kingpin. Okay, two, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Are there so any that others? was the thought. So so I was thinking. You were like, oh, every so movie, that has, every bowling movie is that I've ever seen that has bowling in, in it has been uh, good. Okay. Big Lebowski, Kingpin, and I ran out of, I ran out of <laughs> movies. But they're both both are great. Great movies. I've never seen either. Oh, oh man. Okay, so so like Big Lebowski is like an acquired taste. And there's some people that that and we've had this conversation before, but Big Lebowski is I it's it's a cult classic. Jeff Bridges is unbelievable. John Goodman should have won an Academy Award, but Kingpin is might be one of the most underrated comedies of all time. It's great. Bill Murray in Kingpin might be one of the most underrated characters in a, in an underrated comedy of all time. Watch King for handing out awards. Okay. It's awards. I'm giving out awards. It's award season, <laughs> and so but yeah. So any is there any other bowling movies? There, I see. I got like a top ten list. Dreamer from 1979 it was probably awesome. Was number one. And, Has to be. So and they have Kingpin bowling. number two. Strikes and spares from 1934. Oh, I'm watching that. Life in the bowling lane. That's 1934. A, yeah. Wow. I mean. And then Big Lebowski number five, way underrated. Wow, sorority babes and slimeball bullorama. Okay, that sounds that like sounds, <laughs> that sounds right up. Are you Travis are you pulling alley. off your own personal list? No, this here? is Travis. IMDb. Are you reading your your scheduled recordings? Is <laughs> yeah. that is that what you're doing? Then we got Tom and Jerry bowling, and this is the bowling alley cat. Wow. So I mean, the list gets a little interesting towards the bottom here. Yeah, IMDb. So there's not a ton. You're right. Big Lebowski yeah. and Kingpin. Kingpin. Uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> Are awesome. So I think we need more bowling movies. Yeah, like we need Let's more write movies. A bowling movie. Let's write a bowling movie. Well, there's one. Look at I just I was scrolling through the brain of Blandino. There's just one other one I'd love to just throw out real quick. Little yeah. double dose. Travis, or? how excited were you when Napoleon Dynamite came out? The you funny. were so how how excited I didn't were even people know in Wyoming? About it. Like how how excited were people in Wyoming when Napoleon Dynamite? Did, did I can't you guys speak for know? all Wyomingites, but I can say that I didn't even know it was coming out. I saw it. A lot, like how a is that so not later. like a thing? Like, how is that not? Oh my! Did you hear about they're filming this movie? And it's that should be have been on. like I think it was filmed in Idaho. But it was filmed in Idaho. Was it supposed to be based in Wyoming? I don't know. Was it? But I, I tell you what, the, when I did see it the but first like time, that, I didn't watch not, it. I was like, I couldn't finish it. Wait, maybe it did take place in Idaho. I think it was Idaho. But but, it, but it's that whole like Idaho it, Wyoming like I yeah, I'm considering it all yeah. right because Idaho and Wyoming border each other. Yes. Yeah. So it's. I feel like Wyoming Nights. Maybe, maybe. How jealous were you when Napoleon died? Ooh, I, I told you, no. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know. This should have been our. This should have been our state. This should have been. Why they do it in Idaho? <laughs> don't they? Why, why how they come do I didn't get cast Not in this? Io, Io. Yeah. <laughs> why exactly? That you? That you? That, that was that my Napoleon. That you you idiot. <laughs> Can you do that again? Give me my chapstick, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. <laughs> This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. 
Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.